Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I can't say the name on air, but I have I have found the the best Twitter account to follow, which is actual names, and that all they do is they pull names from the census, uh, from previous censuses, census size, censuses, senses, and uh, anyways, they so like nope can't say that one, nope can't say that one. Okay. So here's an actual name from the the U.S. Census in 1920. Preston, my ass. It's pretty funny, right? They had what I think can only be said, at, like a James Hardass. That's a very fun name. Can't say that one. God, can't say that one. Good Lord. What is up with people? Uh, nope, nope, not that one. Drunk Crouch. That's pretty funny. Here's a father on uh, Michigan death certificates, 1940. 21 to 1952. Anyways, the perfect name was out there. And just know, I can't say it on air. But if you wanted to go see it at Actual Names 1, the last name is Blanks. I just can't say the first name on air. But if you want to know how I amuse myself, uh, when I was younger, I would do things like go out and talk to people. Or like, uh, you know, if in this scenario, I would talk to people in breaks. I would do that. I don't do that anymore. I just sit here and scroll through endless names and see what makes me giggle. Coming up blanks, huh? Yep, it ne- never comes up blanks, quite frankly. Now, good God, I've had trouble speaking today. Now, that being said, um, yesterday I opened up the show with an impassioned diatribe about how much fun it was to watch Baltimore lose in the conference title game. And the reality is, I just, for me, I think that part of what makes rooting in sports so much fun is not only do you have your favorite team, but then you have, it's like Survivor. There are a bunch of other uneasy alliances you have to make. Like, I don't really hate the the, the 49ers, but I, I think Detroit and Cleveland have some similarities as towns. We're kind of close to each other. Um I, I respect the plight of Lions fans who've never been to a Super Bowl. So I was rooting for Detroit. Um, I despise the Baltimore Ravens, and their pain is my joy. I was rooting for Kansas City. But I thought it was interesting. You know, we did like a full 12-minute uh, deal on it yesterday, and Ken and Anthony got into whether or not they shared that joy of watching the Baltimore Ravens lose. Think about everything he just said about Baltimore, and it's what everybody's saying about Baltimore today. Well, if that's Baltimore, 
then it's even worse for us. The, if it's that humiliating yeah. for Baltimore, then it's extra humiliating for us who got blown off well, the field it, in a playoff does game. Does it make sense, though, what I'm saying? It's like, wait, if we're just a bad team, it's like, I got to have the Schadenfreude or I'm going to go nuts. That's what it sounded but like. But because my team made the playoffs, I still have to look at me and go, where are we going from here? It was a nice season, yeah. but what are we doing to get better and making sure that we're in that position to take off? Like, if you go down to Patrick Mahomes, I'm going to tell you guys right now, maybe you're going to have to play these back for me next year. If we end up against Patrick Mahomes in the playoff next year and you go down against Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be that upset. It just seemed to me to see some of the Browns fans, you know, take to the message boards immediately to make fun of the Ratbirds. It's like, well, you realize they can make fun of us more because they got further than us. So there's a few things. One... I think what Ken said about losing to Mahomes next year is the thing you say when you haven't lost to Mahomes yet. I don't think, guys, it took a minute. There are still people in town who refuse to root for the Chiefs because the Chiefs beat the Browns four years ago in the playoffs. It was a different quarterback. I mean, damn near the whole coaching staff is different. Damn near whole roster has been changed outside of Miles Garrett and a couple other and a couple other guys like Denzel Ward. It's a different team. So I I can understand why Ken is saying that today. There's no threat of getting beat by Pat Mahomes in the playoffs today. I think, and guys, I'll I'll be the first to admit, I am as pro Mahomes as it gets. I am as in awe of what Kansas City's doing because they're doing it in Kansas uh, Kansas friggin' City. Like they're doing it in a place where, and it's, it's, I know this is different in the NFL, San Francisco, huge run, San Francisco, big market, New England, huge run, historical run, big market, Dallas, huge run, big market, very few times. I mean, Pittsburgh has had a run. They won one Super Bowl in uh, two Super Bowls in 20 years, and they were separated by five, six years. Baltimore has won two Super Bowls in 22 years, separated by 11 or 12 years. Most of the time in a situation like Cleveland, and I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know if we just always end up, small towns get inferior ownership. In the NFL, a lot of the, outside of maybe Oakland, a lot of the dynasties have come from big markets. So the fact that's happening in Kansas City gives me a natural, like, this is a once in a life, this is their LeBron. This is the thing you get if you're Kansas City. And it might be the only thing you get like that. That being said, they beat the Browns uh, in the uh, conference championships next year to go to another Super Bowl. I'm going to hate the hell out of Pat Mahomes. I'm going to hate the hell out of the Chiefs. I digress. This did open up a can of worms, though. Like, when you root for the Browns, do you view other teams' success, or sorry, other teams' failure as a success? 216-474-0092. So basically, is it is enjoying your rivals' um, failures, is that allowable? Because I thought it was interesting. The Morning Show also had a conversation today about how Miles Garrett winning the Defensive Player of the Year over T.J. Watt would be like beating the Steelers. So that's a scenario where like the added – the added sheen of Miles Garrett stopping T.J. Watt from getting another Defensive Player of the Year award would mean something to me. It wouldn't mean more than just Miles winning the first award in his career. That 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 award for the first time in his career. But like, it's funny. Like Lima brings up an interesting point about how it's extra humiliating because you got bounced out in the first round of the playoffs, 
And I mean, just got trounced, really. It wasn't that close. And then, you know, the team that you beat turns around, loses to to the Ravens before the Ravens go into the the, uh, AFC title game and lose. I don't think it's one for one, though. Like, guys, in Cleveland, we had expectations for that team. I don't think I've heard any bit of criticism since the Browns got run out of the playoffs. One, because you played in the first game in the playoffs, and two, meaning the very first game, that that Saturday game, that early window. Two, you were you were the backup quarterback. Nobody had expectations for you. So the idea that we should be more that, that it's extra humiliating because or or that the Ravens have something to say about us. The, our rebuttal is better than their rebuttal. Their rebuttal is, well, you lost in the first round and it wasn't competitive. And your rebuttal can be, we had your old quarterback who fell apart and we were on the road. Baltimore had had the whole thing paved for them. When you get the number one seed, guys, that's 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 crack. That's liquid gold. All right, that's that's finding. Um, that the diamond from Titanic just randomly out snorkeling, all right, in the Atlantic somewhere. It is the ultimate get out of jail free card. Because one, you're you're always going to get the reseeded better advantage going into that first round. You've or sorry, that second round, you've already got the buy. And two, you're guaranteed to be home for the rest of the playoffs if you're the one seed. Baltimore had every conceivable advantage. So when we get into the pantheon of, listen, there's nobody who wasn't humiliated by the Browns losing to the Texans in that matchup in the way it happened. But that's a Cleveland thing. Baltimore? Guys, what does anybody remember any national conversation about the Browns losing in the, the first round of the playoffs? Was there anybody calling out Miles for disappearing? Was there anyone calling out Kevin Stefanski for you know not being able to continue the the end of the regular season magic. No, was there anybody even saying anything tangentially mean about Joe Joe Flacco? No. Okay. So with that being said, what has been all over the the national consensus? Every national television, every every even here we've talked about it. Uh, can Lamar not win the big game? Is Lamar overrated? How could the Ravens lose that game? Maybe John Harbaugh a little overrated. Did the Ravens blow that game? So, yes, even though the Ravens got farther than you, guys, the Ravens had one win in the playoffs. You had none. And granted, they were more competitive in both of their games than you were, but they were the number one seed in the AFC. The number one seed in the AFC. And they got bounced out in the conference title game in front of their fans. They have no room to talk. They really don't. They actually have negative room to talk. They, Out of everybody in the NFL, Detroit, guys, Detroit can fall back on. We weren't supposed to be there. The Ravens can't. So to Lima's point about, oh, it's extra humiliating because you lost, it's not apples to apples. But I'll be honest with you. I don't know, and I, I think this is a little bit of the, the media thing here. Can we really not enjoy the failures of our biggest rivals? Like when when Pittsburgh lost in the first round of the playoffs, guys, it was hilarious. It didn't it didn't stop me from feeling bad about the Browns or feeling bad about the way, the way the Browns went out. But was it a consolation prize? A hundred percent. 
And the next best thing to beating Baltimore in the playoffs is watching them lose in a way that they're going to get the ever-loving crap talked about them for the rest of this week. Your humiliation, pretty private. Their humiliation, gigantic. And maybe it's that Lyman and Ken don't feel the same way about Baltimore as they do Pittsburgh. I'll be honest with you. I hate them both. But the reality is when Art Modell ripped the soul out of this town by stealing the Browns and, and profiting off of doing the thing he said he'd never do, which is move the Cleveland Browns, uh, Pittsburgh fans were there. So I might I might think Yinzer fans are inbred. I might think that Yinzer fans are um, ridiculous with the way they talk about their team. The more we've heard, by the way, they actually have a point with this franchise's insistence on running back with bad quarterbacks, but I digress. The point is, I also respect Pittsburgh fans. I have no respect for Baltimore fans. That's the difference. But I'll tell you, when Pittsburgh loses in ridiculous fashion, yeah, it's borderline erotic too. Like, part of fandom is not just, well, I just root for my team. No, a huge part of fandom is I root against other teams. Like... I was rooting against Michigan in the national title game. If Michigan had gotten blown out, or if Michigan had ended up getting blown out by Alabama, like let's say Alabama actually had a quarterback worthy of the moment. If, if Alabama had blown out Michigan, I would have taken some solace. I would have taken some enjoyment out of that. And I don't know when it when that stopped being a thing. Like this idea, like it's like, is it beneath us? Like Ken made the point of, well, this is like when you were a five-win team, except you're not a five-win team. Like, that was when you rooted for the Ravens to fail uh, 15 years, seven years ago, when you were a bad team, an awful team, and they were a great team. Yeah, that was probably more cynical. That was probably more hate-based. This, I don't think it's bad form. No, this, I think it's just, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think it's more natural to root against the Ravens and enjoy their their crocodile tears now than when you had no footing in the rivalry at all. I think being able to go back and and think back to that second half against Baltimore, beating Baltimore in Baltimore, right? And then obviously following that up with a win against Pittsburgh. I think being in the rivalry actually makes it a rivalry now. I think it makes it proper. When you were just a bitter little bee who couldn't string together two wins in a season, that was just bitter. That was just the, oh, yeah, they, they deserve everything they get. No, that was bitter. This this is just being a fan. 216-474-0092. So we played Ken and Anthony. Ken and Anthony disagree. They, they don't think that we should be maybe enjoying or taking as much enjoyment out of Baltimore losing in the AFC title game. Do you agree with them? Or do you still enjoy when teams you don't like fail? I think it's I think it's right I think it's right where we need to be. More pettiness. Just to point out, Roberto Shanann. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. On Twitter is uh, pointing out that I've done two segments on something the morning show said. And 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 then says he's here for the violence. No, we just disagree. It is okay. I like Ken and Anthony. I'm gonna actually call Anthony after the show because he called me before my show and I didn't see it because I'm bad at I'm really bad at phone calls. Dustin will tell you. Keith can tell you. I don't think I ever pick up on the first ring, and that's not just for like work friends. It's like everybody. You're gonna have to listen to my voicemail. You have to leave a voicemail, and I'll call you back. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about me. Most of the time it is I just don't see it. I'm just I'm I'm gen I'm a little bit aloof. A lot of bit aloof. A very aloof. I'm just in my own head all the time. But the point is, no violence. We just disagree. I don't no joke. No mess around here. Um, John on Twitter saying, You're totally right, Nick. Uh love seeing the Ravens go down. So here's the thing. Listen, there's nothing better than the Browns winning. There's nothing. Right? Like if you said um, the Browns winning the Super Bowl or the Ravens losing. Guys, I'm going to take the Browns winning the Super Bowl all the time. If you say the Browns winning a conference title but losing in the Super Bowl or the Ravens losing the Super Bowl, I'm going to take the Browns losing in the Super Bowl. Now, that being said, like the Bengals collapse this year was hilarious. So funny. They were so confident. Jake Browning had like two good games. Everybody nationally, oh, the Ra- the Bengals are back. Uh, there was the the Jake Browning against uh, Minnesota where he said, how dare you bleep and cut me? And then he proceeded to play like a mid-ass quarterback the rest of the way. Hilarious stuff. Pittsburgh vacillating between Kenny Pickett and uh, Mason Rudolph. And Andrew Filipponi's little self-destructions every five minutes. Hilarious. It's not better than a Browns win. But in in and of itself, it's still quite enjoyable. Tommy, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Thanks, brother. Listen, uh, between Pittsburgh and the Ravens, okay, Pittsburgh is at the top of hatred, okay, just because of the 70s and the 80s. And, you know, I don't feel anything for the Ravens. You know, I don't, I don't wish them well, you know, in, in the playoffs or anything like that. And, so there was no, I want them to win. You know, it was the Chiefs and the Ravens. I, I so, so real quick, it doesn't bug you that the Ravens fans are obnoxious and they, they support their team despite the fact that they said they would never support a team that wasn't their own? Wow, that's interesting. I didn't hear that ever. And I think that they're rooting for the Browns, Okay. Wait, you think Baltimore's rooting for the Browns? Right. Well, I mean, it's the ex-Browns, okay? And what I mean by that is the soul has left, okay? The original Browns have left. Now we have a new Browns, okay? And I like the fact that we kept the colors and all that and all the records. And But it's a new team. And that's why we're so dysfunctional and losing all the time. Not losing all the time this year, but... You know, in the past, 
I mean, it's like it's it's not the original Brown. The soul is gone. Jim Brown's gone. You know what I mean? I got you, Tommy. We appreciate you, buddy. I don't really got you. I I was I was trying to follow that, Tommy. I I think we no. I I hate the Ravens more than anything, and. It, it it confuses me. Tommy's a little bit older than I am. It confuses me when older people don't share that same thought process. Like a Ravens loss, a humiliating Ravens loss is better to me than the Steelers losing. The Steelers is a fan rivalry, but it is rooted in respect for an organization that has a buttload of, of, of success. I can meet a Steelers fan halfway. They're obnoxious. They talk too much smack, and then inevitably they win 10 games only to lose in the playoffs. But, like, I can meet a Steelers fan halfway because there's more similarities than there are differences. The Ravens, not not only do they steal the team, all right, that's the obvious thing. Their fans spent a decade, and I hate to continue to go back to this, but I have to continue to say it. Their fans spent a decade crying about the Ursa stealing their team and then the second they got a team that was stolen from somewhere else, they flipped a switch like they were Ken and Anthony with the Cavaliers, and all of a sudden it was, oh, nothing to see here. And not just that, they're also East Coast a-holes. So not only, not only like, Yinzers, we're, we're part of the Rust Belt together, guys. We are, we're, we're similar people. We're just you know, superior genetically because we're not, you know, from families of intermingling over 200 years of Appalachian bloodline, right? Like we, we actually have just spread out our gene pool a little bit. Pittsburgh hasn't, but like Baltimore, I got nothing in common. We, we, I like crab cakes. That's about as much as I can tell you about people from Baltimore. Let's go, Jason. Welcome to the show, Jason. What you got for us, buddy? Thank you. Uh, word to the crab cakes for sure. But uh, I wondered your opinion on if there was more animosity from uh, Baltimore fans versus the Colts or Browns fans versus the Ravens um, as I, far as the team, team stealing thing. So that's that's interesting. I will say I don't know I can necessarily speak to the, the Baltimore fans, but I think Baltimore fans have totally – like uh, my age Baltimore fans have completely forgotten about the Colts. It means nothing to them because they've had so much success with the Ravens. Whereas part of the things that makes a Browns fan hate the Ravens is that they stole your team and they stole at least two championships that would have changed, uh, that would have reinvented the Cleveland Browns and the way people viewed around viewed them around the NFL. It was more animosity. Yeah, that first year championship is something. It, it almost seems like uh, I don't know if you guys have had it. It might be more like light uh, radio, but about the NFL being fixed and it, it's. I don't know. Uh, you, it may have been uh, touched on earlier with the uh, people from Detroit feeling heartbroken, whatever. But the Bengals, uh, Rams, Super Bowl, and uh, some stuff that made it look like it is an entertainment uh, property and not necessarily a pure sport. Jason, that's, appreciate that's a whole you. other conversation, brother. Uh, absolutely, buddy. We appreciate you. Um, I don't think the NFL is rigged. I don't. There's too many people involved. I will say um, there's a older male in my family who I'm related to but don't like, not close to at all. And now I feel bad for all the older male family members that I'm related to that might be thinking this about them. It's not about you, dog. All right? I'll just say it. It's about my biological father who I just despise as a human being. When I was 10 years old, he told me he, he thought that sports were rigged 
and I, I never have respected a person less for that take. Is that informing my take on the NFL is rigged conversation? Yes. So what I would say is, Jason, it's not your fault. People who think the NFL is rigged, it's not your fault. It's some bastard who I despise fault. But the point is, I, and ever since that I heard those words come out of that guy's mouth, I've never been able to get over the fact that anytime I hear somebody say the NFL is rigged, I just kind of sneer and go, eh, it's just not how it works. Lou, welcome to the show. Lou, do you root against other teams? Do you like it when, when, when rivals of the Browns fail? Uh, I uh, absolutely love it. I was doing high fives uh, in my house uh, on uh, uh, Sunday. I, uh, I mean, for that, uh, the, the, not uh, Jason, but the caller before him, Tommy, it's absolutely because you wouldn't have the, the domination that uh, you had against Pittsburgh and Baltimore if that, I can't even say the guy's name that moved that, our team to Baltimore. I can't say that name. Um, but uh, absolutely. And this, this, this talk about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I'm, and I'm telling you, Lamar Jackson is a fraud. He's a fraud. He, uh, he can't win the big game. He'll never be able to win the big game. This is the best chance. Everybody's talking about the, the, the Ravens have the number one offense, all these weapons. OBJ is not the OBJ when he was with New York. Uh, Zay Flowers is a rookie, and you saw what he did. Lamar Jackson can't win the big game. And uh, I'll break it down to you like this, okay? As a, as a man and a human being, the worst thing uh, another man can do to a, another man is spit in his face. Uh-huh. I hate the Ravens so much, I'd rather have somebody spit in my face than vote for the Ravens. Lou? That 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 took a turn I didn't expect, but I appreciate it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.